Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey, cuz. Welcome to the next episode of How Good It Is. And today, we're going to learn the sad origin of the Drifters' first number one song. Let's go, Jenna! How good it is! Hi there. I'm Claude Cole, and I am proud to be amongst you. I have got a fun little trivia question for ye today. I'd like you to tell me what this... Now they must cry, cry, ...has to do with children's television. Don't overthink it, and you might get it. I'll have the answer for that one later in the show. Save the Last Dance, for me, was the only number one song for the Drifters, but like a few other songs we have learned about on this show, it wasn't even intended to be a single. In fact, it was the B-side of Nobody But Me, but once again, a disc jockey flipped the record over and decided that the B-side was the stronger track. In this case, that person was Dick Clark. Now, let me take a small side trip to talk about Dick Clark. Most people of a certain age will remember him as the guy who hosted New Year's Eve coverage on ABC television from 1972 until 2012 with a year off when he had a stroke. If you're a little older, you'll remember that the first two years of Dick Clark covering the Times Square ball drop actually aired on NBC. But Dick Clark was also the host of a program called American Bandstand, which started out in Philadelphia in 1952 and soon became a national program in 1956, shortly after Clark joined the show, with Clark and the teenagers who appeared on the show to dance and to write records, and they all became tastemakers for the entire country. But here's the thing. Dick Clark was a very savvy guy when it came to popular music. As you heard way back in episode 80, it was Dick Clark who came up with having the village people do the YMCA letters with their arms as part of the act. And a few years ago, I was lucky enough to have a phone conversation with songwriter John Madeira, who told me that the song that he co-wrote with David White at the hop was originally Do the Bop until he played the demo for Dick Clark. As soon as the song was over, Clark told him that bop music was on its way out. He should change to At The Hop. So he did, and the rest is history. All of which is to say, if Dick Clark says DJ should be playing the B-side, he knew what he was talking about. So... Dick Clark flipped over Nobody But Me and played Save the Last Dance for Me on American Bandstand, and the song shot to number one. At the time the Drifters recorded the song, their lead singer was Ben E. King. Shortly after the recording session, King began to score hits as a solo artist, which he was able to do because of some weird intricacies related to his contract. So, by the time the record was released... 
King already had a foot out the door. Save the Last Dance for Me spent three non-consecutive weeks in the number one slot on the Billboard Hot 100, and it also topped the R&B chart for a week. It was also a number one song in Canada, New Zealand, and South Africa, and it was a number two hit in the UK. And by now, you may have realized that I'm telling the story just a little bit backwards from the way I typically do, so let me go back and tell you the story behind the song. The song was written by the team of Doc Pomus and Mort Schumann. Now, Doc Pomus, he was a lyricist who hadn't, hasn't gotten nearly enough attention on this show, given the number of hits that he wrote or co-wrote and the massive influence he's had on other musicians. Mort Schumann, as an individual, is perhaps known for his translation of a bunch of songs by Jacques Brel from French into English. But the two of them together are responsible for a bunch of well-known songs, including... Teenager in Love, Sweets for My Sweet, Can't Get Used to Losing You, and a bunch of songs for Elvis Presley, including Marie's the Name of His Latest Flame, Viva Las Vegas, and Surrender, and of course, for the Drifters, Save the Last Dance for Me. Pomus was born Jerome Felder in the Brooklyn neighborhood of Williamsburg in New York City in 1925. As a child, he contracted polio and he had to walk on crutches. Eventually, by the 1940s, he needed a wheelchair to get around. But he was still a larger-than-life character who would not let others define him by his disability. At that time, he still had aspirations to be a blues singer, which is why he changed his name to something a little more bluesy than Jerome. By all accounts, there was no inspiration for the name Doc Pomus other than it sounded good to him. And let's face it, when you're a disabled Jewish Caucasian in the blues clubs in the 40s, you're going to work a little harder to earn the respect of that audience. In the early 1950s, Pomus began writing magazine articles as well as writing songs for the likes of Laverne Baker, Ruth Brown, Ray Charles, and Big Joe Turner. Pomus's big uh, songwriting break came from the Coasters recording of his song Young Blood in 1957. That record was produced by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, and although they made some huge changes to the melody, Pomus still had co credit as the lyricist, and before long, he had a $2,500 royalty check in his hands. That's the equivalent of over 10 times that much money in today's dollars, and it was enough to convince Pomus to forget about performing and stick to songwriting full-time. The other big event of 1957 for Doc Pomus was that he married an aspiring Broadway actress from Westville, Illinois, named Willie Burke. By all accounts, Willie was a stunningly good-looking woman, tall and slender, and he was kind of rotund. And it's interesting that she didn't really get any film or TV roles until the 1970s, by which time she had become what you would call a handsome woman. Anyway, old Doc couldn't dance because he needed the wheelchair. So throughout the night, he had to sit and watch Willie dancing with other men, especially his own brother, Raul. You can dance, every dance with the guy who gives you the eye, let him hold you tight. Okay, let's flash forward a couple of years. According to Alex Haberstadt's book on the life of Doc Pomus, uh, the Doc found a wedding invitation in a hatbox one evening, and the invitation flashed him back on his own wedding and having to watch Raul dancing with his new wife. Inspired by this, he began writing on the back of the invitation. 
But there was another inspiration from which Pomus drew, and that's the melody that Mort Schumann had played for him just a little bit earlier that day. Schumann had played this thing with a Latin feel to it, so Pomus leaned into that, hoping he could get the words of the song to sound a little bit like they'd been translated from Spanish into English. Check out the poetry of Pablo Neruda and you'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. That's, that's the feel he was chasing after. What's kind of cool, to me anyway, is how the tone of the lyrics changes just a little bit as you move through it. Because the first verse is all, yeah, have your fun, flirting and feeling sexy, but don't lose sight of what happens at the end of the night. By the second verse, there might be a little bit of possessiveness and, dare I say it, jealousy creeping into his voice. And when you get to that bridge, well, he's practically pleading with her not to leave him. Finally, we get to the last verse, and now he's settled down a little bit, but he's still got just a dash of the possessiveness there. And all of it's tied together with that soaring expression in the chorus. In the Drifters version, Ben E. King is actually reaching a little bit on that line a couple of times, making it sound like he's on the edge of heartbreak, whereas other times it sounds like he's simply reminding her, hey, fun's fun. But fun time is over when we're back home together. Wait, I said that wrong. You know what I mean. And that wasn't an accident. Atlantic Records uh, executive Ahmet Erdogan told King the story behind Doc Pomus and the song, and King very ably used it in his interpretation of the lyrics. The Drifters' version of the song was produced by Jerry Lieber and Mike Stoller, as I mentioned earlier, who, as you know from way back in episode 19, produced most of the Coaster stuff. Lieber and Stoller gave most of their compositions to the Coasters, so they asked Pomus and Schumann to write something for the Drifters. And when they came back with this Latin-infused tune, well, that was it. Lieber and Stoller happened to be very good at using Latin rhythms, but they also knew how to keep it kind of subtle. So you have this Latin beat with lyrics designed to sound like they'd originally come from an Hispanic language, produced by a team that knew how to do some of their best work in that style, and you've got magic. As far as covers, well, you bet there were covers of this song. There's one website that I uh, frequent. They, they list over 300 versions of the song. In fact, closer to 350. And it also reveals a wide variety of artists, which helps underscore the song's versatility. For instance... Just a year after the Drifters, Jerry Lee Lewis put his special stamp on the song. But if that's not exciting enough for you, try this one on for size. with Phil Spector putting his Wall of Sound stamp on it. In 1979, Emmylou Harris did a good job with it on her Blue Kentucky Girl album, 
putting this bluegrass spin on the song and sending it into the top 10 on the country charts. I'm not 100% sold on the gender swap in this version, but it's not a bad uh, recording. You can dance every dance with a girl who gives you the eye and let her hold you tight. And four years later, it was Dolly Parton who recorded it as a single, although you can find it on her album The Great Pretender, which is a series of covers of 50s and 60s songs. This one also does the uh, gender swap, but it starts out genderless and she kind of eases into it a little bit later in the song. And I don't know, for my money, it works just a little bit better. This one also went top 10 on the country chart, but it also managed to cross over to the Hot 100, where it peaked at number 45. There have been some successes with the song slowed down a little bit. Uh, For instance, Harry Connick Jr. recorded it as kind of a jazzy torch song. Bruce Springsteen will play it as a ballad once in a while during shows, and he'll bring up a female member of the audience to slow dance with him. And it turned out to be the last song performed by Leonard Cohen on stage. He'd use it as the closing song for his encores during his 2013 tour, and sadly he didn't tour at all between then and his death in 2016. You can dance Every dance The guy catches your eye Let him hold you tight You can smile Every smile you can hear it on his Live in Dublin album. Harry Nilsson covered the song in 1974, but the less said about that, the better. And before I wrap this up, I should note that Ben E. King himself returned to the song a couple of times. First in 1987 as a solo uh, performance, and then again here in 1995 giving an assist to the Manhattan Transfer. That's what you're listening to now. Every smile for the man who held your hand Keep the pale moonlight So don't forget who's taking you home And in those arms you're gonna be So don't say the last dance for me And now it's time to answer today's trivia question Back on page two I asked you to tell me what this song by the Jive Five now they must cry, cry. has to do with children's television. Well, people of a certain age will remember when cable channels began to bloom and proliferate in the 1970s. Uh, The first one aimed at children started as part of a test broadcast system in 1977. It aired on a local cable system in the Columbus, Ohio area called Cube, that's spelled Q-U-B-E. But on April 1st, 1979, it became part of the Warner Cable System stable of satellite-based programming and launched as Nickelodeon. Now, 
1984, coincidentally the first year that the channel began to air commercials, network executives were looking for a bit of sonic branding for their channel, which wasn't necessarily a new idea then, but the concept was finally getting a name and it was getting broader appeal among corporations. A branding consultation company called Fred Slash Allen met with Eugene Pitt and the Jive Five, and along with producer Tom Pompazello, they came up with this a cappella jingle for the channel. Nick, 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 that ran regularly from 1984 until 2009, and it's been reused and remixed in various forms ever since then. And just for the record, the piece is officially titled The Nick Mnemonic, although it's informally known as Nick Nick Nick. And that cousin is a full lid on another edition of How Good It Is. If you're enjoying the show, hey, you made it this far, that's got to mean something. Please take the time to share it with someone who knows, maybe a few years down the road, you'll be singing with the Manhattan Transfer too. No? Okay. Also, if you'd be so kind, perhaps you could even leave a rating, better yet, a review somewhere, and now you can support the show over at patreon.com slash howgooditis. Don't forget, if you're a patron, you get a newsletter about 48 times a year, which is my little thank you for your support. Uh, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can email me at howgoodpodcast at gmail.com, or you can follow the show on the social medias at howgooditispod. You can also visit, like, and follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com slash how how good it is pod or you can check out the show's website howgooditis.com where you might find a few extra bits thank you so much for listening i'll talk to you next time how good it is save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app get half gallons of delicious kroger milk for 129 each then get flavorful tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for 249 a pound all with your card and a digital coupon Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.